Who wants to play podcast games? Podcast games. Is that a BMO reference? As a BMO reference. I had to, man. Yeah. You know, I freaking, I'm all about BMO, Podcast dude. games. I would love to know what other video games we have on the BMO's uh, archive of games that we could play with them. Yeah, BMO's got a, a handful. I feel like they never really play one game more than once in the show. Really? Yeah, like I don't see any like super repeat games. I that's a bummer because I wanted more conversation parade. I wanted to see where he was going with that. Well, we're having a conversation parade uh, right here what today. Do you think about the stars in the sky? <laughs> that is an interesting response. Uh, we'll just kick it off, dude. He was before we even do anything. He was my lovely. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Yep. Yeah. As Bimo, Bimo has to be lovely. I had a I had a gold star lovely in the episode. If we're doing a <laughs> you're still doing gold mention. stars wrong. Yeah, my honorable no, mention gold not, star. That's not what gold stars mean. You want you want the gold star to be like it's just lovely. like if they're a repeat repeat lovelies. No, they came back another. Well, then Bimo can be a gold star repeat. But if, we can't we had a, have two gold star things, man. If we had a. Uh, you <laughs> can't have two gold stars. That doesn't make any sense. It's like My, I was saying gold stars like SpongeBob. Okay, how he just, has a whole I'll, bunch of gold stars. I'll refer to them as runner-ups. How about that? Runner-ups. Okay. Runner-up lovely is Loser Lovelies. Imagination band man. Imagination band and Finn's head or whatever. Yeah, right? when he has yeah. a little like like jester playing like a, the lyre and like I love that. Shaking his bums. I mean it if I think I probably have an imagination band in my head too. It's all the time. Do you just, think do you have one? I don't know. Uh, imagination. What genre band. would it be? Give us. It a, would be. I mean, a genre. At pop punk, they'd be like, "Yeah, Ned, turn left at the light." <laughs> so they're they're your like internal Siri, always yeah. giving you instructions on where to go and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty great. Blink one eighty two is my internal Alexa voice. <laughs> where are you? We lost You're, connection. We're at the sandwich shop. <laughs> You're at the sandwich. <laughs> get the deli. Don't get the same ham. <laughs> <laughs> that is my internal imagination band, man. I love how like that era had such an obvious like, this is how you sound if you're in a pop punk band. Yeah. Like, you know, and even I, I was watching a video the other day and they were doing the same thing with like 90s uh, grunge bands. And of course, everyone's like 90s grunge band impression is just, it's just Eddie Vedder. Like and, everyone just does a bad Eddie Vedder when they're like, yeah. Doing grunge bands and do, only singing in vowels. Yeah. Do you have? Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> anyways, enough of that terrible That's noise. So we are talking yeah. about rainy day daydream. Who was this? Who was? Do you have the the notes on who this was written by? Yeah. So and this all one that is actually this is awesome. This one was storyboarded uh, by Pendleton Ward and only him. It was their first and I think only episode of season one. That was storyboard and written by one person. Hmm. Um, and fun fact that this was Pendleton Ward's favorite episode of season one. Was it really? Yeah. Even over Dungeon, which really does surprise There's me. There's so many good ones. Uh, the Enchiridion episode, Dungeon, mm -hmm. this episode, the next episode. I already watched it. It's pretty dang good, too. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. We're, it's starting to feel like the show itself is flowing by this point. Because you, I know you were kind of upset or... Tweaking out a little bit. Um, tweaking out? Yeah. I was twerking out. tweaking. I was twerking. My mind was twerking. And I, I I stand by what I said. I still don't feel like there's a lot of consistency. Well, but it does have yeah. a flow. 
Yeah, it flows. This is a, a, like an, an OG Finn and Jake in the treehouse episode, kind of doing their own like brother adventure. And it I was like, fun. It I was like super that. fun. You yeah. know, we we aren't getting new characters. We're not getting stuff where you're like, is this canon? Is this not canon? Um, which I think is is nice to just kind of get more of like how Finn and Jake interact with each other. Yeah, just a know? good adventure within the treehouse. Yeah. And and showing that like, yeah, they they do like bomb adventures when they're just hanging, you know? Yeah. And this was funny because it was like an adventure of nothing. You know, they literally they imagined it yeah. all, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So was Penn Ward like the only person like like the big credit for this or was there anything Yeah, else? I mean, it was the same like okay. director as always and like, you know, but I think written and storyboarded is kind of the the big part okay. of these episodes is like... So we'll focus on that in, this, yeah. in the intros. Cool. Yeah, like in the intros, I mean, we can give, we can give shout out where credit's due and I think this one, Pendleton Ward had his hand on it pretty closely. It felt like it too, yeah. you know? Do you have a, this is just kind of random, but I saw this in my notes and I love it. Do you have a, a big, a burn moment? And by that, I mean, I mean, like Kelso from that 70s show where he's like, a burn. That's, I think that's, um, we could put that in there as just like my new segment of like, man, that was a burn. No, no. it was, it was <laughs> definitely for me, the cute girls won't bother Finn when Jake just like kind of slid that <laughs> under. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you're good. Like, they won't bother you. Because <laughs> well, he had so them all funny. in his like imaginary hot tub in yeah. the corner. And he but was he like, was like, oh yeah, there's this up there, there's that up there, and there's some cute girls. He's like, but don't worry about those. They won't bother you. And I just thought that was, it was well, like so sly. I had a note on that too when he's like walking around that final room looking for the switch to turn off Jake's imagination. It definitely looks like he almost like gropes some buns. And I was really? like very concerned. I was Jake? like, oh, no, 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 Finn. When he's like, uh, I, I can't see anything. He's like, oh, no, it's over to your right. It's over to your left. And Finn, like, he, I'm like, dude, if he, he's wandering through a room of invisible, sexy women, then that's kind of like, oh, hmm. he's like getting his hands everywhere. That's not I, good. I think we found our butt guy. I think it might be Penn. Penn's the butt guy, I think, maybe. Oh, I mean, it is his show. And uh, there's a butt thing in every episode. Yeah. So... But the funny one, allegedly, in Finn's imagination, you see each like thing that came up in his imagination. It was like the band man, the weird like jungle bee had a little like mm -hmm. moment where he rubbed his butt on Finn's My face. My sexy character of the show, <laughs> the fairy. Oh, the fairy, and then yeah, she she yeah. pushes the button with, with her butt. Her big like Kim K donk, dude. <laughs> Kim, Kim K donks. Uh, sorry, y'all. Um, oh man, I don't know. I just I I thought that was funny. It was yeah. just a, it was a hip thing. It wasn't like shit. Anyways, I thought um, I thought you were gonna start off this episode though by wanting to talk about the knife storm. The knife storm was awesome. Uh, yeah, I have some interesting ideas about it. Do you want me to dive? Yeah, into I, all I, that I wanted stuff? to hear you because I thought it was like it was kind of cool and beautiful and like no wonder Finn and Jake have weapons like at the ready if it's raining knives across ooh you know so do you let's just go into my theoretically speaking theoretically speaking do you think that the knives were actually falling yeah i do you think there was an actual knife storm i do because i feel like they can both see them and like jake didn't even mention imagination until it started raining because they were like we're going to do backflips and go you know destroy some goblins yeah but I think uh, my idea was that Finn was in a, just one of those moods, one of those moods that we all get in when we're like, 
yeah, let's go. I'm going to be so productive. And then all of a sudden you're just like, eh, I don't know. Like I needed an excuse. And the excuse was like an imagination day. But Finn mm-hmm. didn't want to admit that he is like not like that. He doesn't want to be too young. He doesn't want to be a little kid anymore. He doesn't want to be imagining or whatever. So he's like the entire time just portraying it as Jake's thing. Like, oh, you're imagining this stuff sort of a thing. And so in my mind, the knife storm, it didn't seem like it was really, or my thought was it wasn't really there for two reasons. Uh, the first reason was the steel umbrella. When he, when Jake imagines a the, steel umbrella. Over the bridge, It yeah. stops the knives from yeah. hitting them entirely. Uh, well, and also then, this is, I guess the third reason, I think as well, I've never seen a knife storm before, so this, this is a new occurrence. And then the third reason is death by snakes. And so from the Riddler or whatever it was, throws, the Riddle Master. Riddle Master throws a bunch of snakes and then also Jake gives off a great, like Scooby-Doo laugh or whatever. <laughs> yeah. for, like a Riddle Master, you know. Um, but so Death by Snakes, they get these snake, like like physically or uh, visible snake bites yeah. on their face. Uh, and when the lever is flipped, the snake bites go away and so do the knives. And so in my mind, it was all already, like he was already playing pretend. He just didn't want to admit that he was. Okay, so that makes sense. My theoretically speaking, but from a non-theoretically speaking stance, just like watching the show and enjoying the show, uh, what I got was an odd separation of imagination and reality. And feel free to chime in because I feel like this is a long Russell segment right here. but yeah, so there's a separation between imagination and reality. Jake and Finn are swept up in their own world and the power of suggestion. Meanwhile, they're experiencing the impossible, illogical truth of a knife storm. Um, and so while they're doing this, the knives are coming down. They're constantly flirting with this like life or death situation. But what they're afraid of is what has no actual power over them. It's the imagination, like the lava. So they're terrified of this lava, but meanwhile, and again, this does not like affect my theoretically speaking, but meanwhile, what could really hurt them, if not kill them, are these knives that are falling from the sky. Yeah. But they're treating that like uh, whatever, it's rain. But the lava on the floor is like could kill you or whatever. So um, yeah, I think it says a few things. I think we shouldn't fear what we can't control. And the mind is incredibly powerful. Yeah, I mean, I think that was what they were going for a little bit with the, like, lesson of the episode is that, like, your imagination is still a powerful thing, still a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's kind of like, and, and, and it gives you personality. And I think yeah. more than anything, I think that not just, like, your imagination is powerful and it's displayed physically with, like, beating up monsters and stepping on lava, but in the same way when... Finn shuts off Jake's imagination box. He goes into like total shutdown mode and becomes like normal man. Like, hi, how are you? I'm SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I think that moment, I think it was Jake. Obviously, I mean, all, obviously it was all imagination. Yeah. So I think at the beginning of the episode when Jake is kind of going off on Finn and being like, no, nah, man, like imagination's great. And Finn's like, no, I want to live in reality. I I'm all about the reality, man, that Jake was faking the being boring when his imagination shut off to like prove a point to Finn, to be like, 
if you don't have imagination, like you're just a freaking boring person. So he's taking know? the SpongeBob route in yeah. your mind. Yeah. But just to finish my thought, because I actually have a lot of thoughts on what you're saying as well. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get we'll get into that more for sure. Yeah. So the I was thinking like the power of the brain or whatever, the fear of what can't actually hurt you. Like when you're driving a car every day and you're fine with it. Like we're a lot of us are fine with just being out and but driving. It's super dangerous. It's super dangerous. Yeah. However, I get freaked out, like not freaked out, I get really nervous about takeoffs on airplanes. And that's like statistically that's safer. Way safer statistically speaking. Um, it's just wild. Like my mind has conditioned me to one thing is natural and normal for us to be doing, which like there's also part of me that's like, man, like we weren't meant to go faster than 28 miles an hour. Like humans <laughs> aren't meant to do that. You know, I don't know. But uh, but then also in the show, Finn and Jake are using real world items such as the missiles and try and get a gaunt the mm -hmm. gauntlets or whatever, uh, the cosmic gauntlets to deal with problems that are all in their head. Um, which is probably not a metaphor for, but I took it as a metaphor for seeking solace and real world real world things uh to deal with problems that could be handled in a more yeah better way a missile I mean, a yeah because like you know or whatever well the i think finn would have been able to do that if finn was attempting to use his own imagination yeah you know like it was he was going off of jake and being like where's the monster? I can't see him. Um, you know, I'm going to use these physical things. And that was still Finn, like kind of going off your point, grasping at reality to fight the imaginary things. Yeah. But if Finn had turned his imagination on earlier, he's like, I could have just imagined a big old sword. I could just, <laughs> you know, imagine a missile that can blow up the riddle master or something like that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's not grasping at straws. I think it is a stretch that it's kind of like, yeah, certainly. but it's it's kind of like, yeah, you can pull a. This is me a reading lesson. deep into what I thought this episode, like, yeah, just a really fun adventure could have more meaning to it, and and also from my point of view of of Finn not wanting to be this kid who plays pretend or whatever. It definitely has that Squidward and the the imagination. Episode. Oh, I was I had I was yeah. going to talk about that Dude, to be like, go for it. I'll I'll, I'll chime in in a minute yeah, if you got no, something you want to say. That Squidward was just kind of the one that was like grasping at reality and was like realizing that just imagination was more fun in general. And at the end, he's having the the, yeah. the super fun truck ride and it's like it's the same <clears throat> thing that Finn does. It's that same journey Finn takes. And yeah, this. but I was thinking it was like. When you, you know, it shouldn't mean not, ha like growing up shouldn't mean not having fun, you know, like not using your imagination. And so my thought was Finn doesn't want to be that. So he's projecting it all on Jake. And as we age or whatever, like, or especially at Finn's age, I feel like we all wanted to be treated as adults. Yeah. Or you know? getting and, into that zone yeah. where you're starting to realize that you, that is a thing that you seek in life is to be kind of respected in a room full of adults and at, at a certain point life starts to lose some of that magic that it had earlier on and i'm hoping this isn't finn his first like dealing with oh, i'm too cool for whatever you know sort of a thing um but we see that he's not you know we see that yeah. he still wants to be creative he still wants to be uh like wants to go out and have fun and so he's like allowing his best bud jake to like get into his head and be like Oh come on, dude! It's it's definitely lava. Yeah, and the entire time he's relying on Jake to 
pull him through this adventure uh, because he doesn't want to admit that he's like playing pretend. Yeah, and I th- and and I think you that's a good point. I think that's where way more what the episode was trying to say is about like growing up and and keeping your youth about you and that imagination's part of that. And then there's a lot of future episodes in the show that are going to be phenomenal for this same talking point for us. Um, a good example for my listeners out there, for fans, that uh, episode with Kim Kil Wan, who is Jake's son, um, basically... Jake has a son? No, not at all. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> who with? <laughs> super, super like busy businessman type personality. And, you know, that that's almost like this common theme throughout the show is like the more businessy and like what we consider a grown up you are, like the lamer and like even less like powerful you are in the land of ooh, you know? Interesting. Well, what's fascinating too about like our, our lives is as we get older, I feel like that imagination, that like childlike wonder becomes creativity. Like it goes away from being imagination and play and it becomes like, let me try and channel that childlike stream of consciousness or imagine to create something or like, or my imagination to create something incredible, you know, or like- yeah. This podcast is a lot of using our creative sides of our minds that we're not ooh, thunder that we're not. I wonder if that comes up on the podcast later. I <laughs> know um, that we're not. It's also super sunny out anyways, that we're not using every day, you know, sort of a thing. And so I, I don't know. And it's it's interesting too. like, I don't want Finn to lose that. Like, I, I think back to that age and like the fond memories that I have of, I mean, we were playing pretend all the time, man. I'm sure yeah. you were too. Like. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what was your best, like, either group of buddies or best pretend thing that you did growing up? Actually, I wrote down that a fond memory. A lot of what I loved outside of, like, playing baseball in the cul-de-sac or sports in the Mm cul-de-sac was a big one for me. But exploring the woods, we had a creek behind my best, my two best friends who lived next door to each other behind their house. So we would, it was like Berkshire and Berkshire Manor, and we would run like across the creek and we'd explore the creek that separated the two neighborhoods. And we were pretty big on RuneScape at the time. And so, of course, we created fake swords out of scrap metals and woods and mm-hmm. or just whatever wood we could find. We would like carve it as much as we could. And then we would have like these fake, like, you know, basically LARPing, I guess, yeah. you know, but like, yeah, I think, we thought it was cool because we were like crafting them, you know, yeah. like woodworking or whatever. I think every kid had that experience though with like yeah. fake wars, like I just love in the that. woods. I know I miss yeah. it, man. I, we we used to have um, some buddies that owned a pretty pretty large farm for being close to like a big city with like a pond and fields and a bamboo forest on one part, and they had a pool. And so like almost every Sunday afternoon, we'd be out of their house, like either playing fake war inside fake war outside building bamboo forts and and digging holes or playing like fake submarine diver imagination mm. in the pool and all that stuff. And I was like, dang, those are like some of the best like life childhood memories. It was like, dude, we would just be out there for like six, seven hours. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it's almost, it's hard to think about because I do think that we're both creative. I don't think we've like lost a lot of the childlike wonder and imagination and creativity but it's hard to think like at what point do we, I guess you would call it super associating with reality and saying that like mm-hmm. you saw 
two guys and I and we see LARPers and that's you know they're playing imagination well to some degree I'm trying to not trying to hurt no feelings of no but, and we're saying that's a good thing I think that's like a, a healthy muscle pretend to over there <laughs> but people judge people like <laughs> yeah, that when yeah, they're yeah. of a certain age but we don't judge children and it's yeah. kind of like at what point did society say you have to live in reality you yeah, know. it's that like 18, you're an adult now or, or whatever. And that's like a very loose, like I don't think that's actually when that happens. You yeah. know, I mean, it's interesting too. Like I almost wonder if it's once imagination starts being measured, I wonder if that's the switch to creativity. Man, we're some, this is like the wrong episode. It wasn't, I guess it was raining knives. Yeah, yeah maybe it's raining it's the right knives episode. in seven <laughs> Good day for a thunderstorm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Could, I can't really control that. <laughs> hey, this is canon. Bad henchmen, bad henchmen. Um, <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I just yeah, but I wonder if it's like the the measurement of imagination turning into creativity becomes like that that flip of we're doing this for a purpose instead of like doing this just because who cares if it's good if it's bad like mm -hmm. if we're bad at creating on this podcast then it's not interesting and people aren't yeah. listening you know and then you know so there's. I, I think there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of like, can I do this for a living thing? Not nece necessarily us, but like songwriters or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. they're having to use their creativity to create songs. But if their songs aren't being listened to, if they're not measuring up to what they need to measure up to, then they're not able to do it for a living. Yeah. And, I mean, I, you can, I can I take know. that even from the business perspective that like you have somebody that's not very imaginative, not very creative, even in business, you have to play out imaginary scenarios in your in your head and figure out what your decisions can hypothetically do, what you would hypothetically do in situations in a business environment. And so I think having a imagination zone that you can flex that imagination muscle is a super valuable thing because you can just be like, I can play out fake scenarios in my head as if they would happen and think about all the hypotheticals and think about the imaginary bazooka goblins that are going to come up and how I'm going to defeat them, you know, like, yeah, man, it makes me want to be a, a freaking video game designer. It was always like a weird dream, you know, cause <laughs> you could take that imagination and that, that world you created as a kid and you can just put it on, like put it on paper. Yeah. Make it, but a I think, I think there is somewhat of a beauty in like watching, like when kids play like that and you're like, they're, they're not doing this to, sell a video game they're not doing it to show off to anybody they're just like living in the moment truly and i think that that's maybe that's why i love this episode so much is that just finn and jake are just like dedicated to this adventure that's just going on in their treehouse you, you know, know it's a weird reference this might be our first tim mcgraw reference on this what? <laughs> podcast i think tim mcgraw had a song that came out when we were younger about Winnie the Pooh, and it was about rediscovering the magic of Winnie, and this could be a different oh, artist, who knows? I don't know. But rediscovering the magic of Winnie the Pooh with his kids. So I, I'm relating this in that, like one day, the imagination comes back and that you're playing pretend with your the next generation or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And and I, I think that's that could or would be a really cool moment one day. Um, oh, I'm so pumped for that, man. But I definitely miss <laughs> just playing pretend. We need to just... We need to have a, a big old boys' night sleepover. <laughs> big old imagination. Imagination boys night. night. That's not lame at all. Nah, man. Get back <laughs> to the slugs life. But lame is a social construct. Exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. All right. <laughs> well, let's Peace take a quick love. breather. I think I know Russell's got some handful of more deep 
deep notes on this. And I've got a couple couple of fun little uh, facts and little tidbits that I found in this episode. So we're going to give you guys a quick breather. Go potty. Go play Imagination. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I'm going to figure out that fairy, Kim, Kim K fairy's name. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably Big Booty Fairy. We'll see. We'll come back and let y'all know. <laughs> do you struggle with family functions? Need a little bit of encouragement to talk to that cutie at the bar? Or even don't enjoy the things you used to love? Try using your imagination. Your imagination is a brand new product from yourself, created by you, for you. With imagination, your family is now a bunch of people you don't know and aren't embarrassed by. That cutie is now wearing a wizard's hat and assless chaps, and the mundane board game that you played a thousand times has a cool new spin to it. So at whenever, you will always have your imagination, and remember, being cool is lame, and being lame is fun. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Russell's got a big old 24-ounce or twisted tea in here. And that stands for twisted tea. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't about to go through all the At letters. At least I didn't say you tea. cracked open a can of tea tea. Mm. <laughs> That's bad podcasting. That's bad podcasting. Uh, what's up, y'all? I, I tried to look up the name, uh, and I couldn't find it. I'm sure there's someone out there who knows the name of that fairy. I don't know it. Ah, so, okay. It's all good. I'm not worried about it. Maybe, well, you might have to dig around Adventure Time fandom. It could just be fairy number 20. I'm not something. worried about it. Well, I wanted to ask you, because I think a couple of podcasts ago, when we kind of had the first, like, in, remember we, we talked about the first time we'd ever seen the inside of the treehouse, and you weren't digging it very much. Oh, I'm digging it now. And You're you digging know it why? now? Yeah. Right above their sofa is a portrait <laughs> of, of the woman has of a very nude appropriately torn a very nude woman yeah um i don't know if i'm digging that honestly but <laughs> uh i just i thought that was funny i i was i noticed that because i'm like i need to look at the background more because i'm so focused first time watching these episodes premise of this podcast by the way we didn't even mention that but who cares um i've never seen the show before so I'm constantly just looking at the foreground, looking at what's happening with our characters and whatnot. And I'm missing the snail every episode because I'm not like living in the world as much as I probably should be. But I saw that and I was just like, Finn, you naughty boy. Naughty boy. Naughty, naughty it's, boy. It's just, it's torn just so you can't see anything. And it's like, maybe that was on purpose. Maybe that was Jake, uh, you know, sheltering Finn as a as a younger boy living in the treehouse. Yeah, you know they put it up there though. It's up there. I think I think if I know uh, preteen and teen boys at all, being having been one, <laughs> I I imagine Jake being his bro was probably like, yeah, dude, dope poster. You know, I don't know. Well, Jake's into Rainicorn. So yeah, Jake's also into imaginary women that he wants to have their. I'm gonna have your baby. I wanna have your baby. So Jake's Jake's morals, relationship morals are all over the place. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bad dog. He's a he's a bad. At the end of the episode, he's a good dog. Yeah, I know. Bad dog living in a movie. I feel like I'm just gonna do <laughs> living that. Living in a movie. Bring that one back. But I'm gonna. Uh, I, I I love the fact too that like I think we see that exterior of the treehouse so much and we hardly ever i love that the bridge that's on the outside goes over into like this little what actually looks like a treehouse you know yeah and did you notice there was and crap a box it. of chocolates and two empty juice boxes with uh um not uh, what wildberry princess on them 
I don't. Um, do we do. Do we know Wildberry Princess? We haven't. We've seen her. I think at the gathering of the um, rulers of Ooh a couple episodes in the Duke okay. of Nuts episode. Yeah. Um, but we don't like know who Wildberry Princess is yet. But it's cool. Like, they're like drinking, which I would I assume would be like her juice. Would be yeah. Hmm. No, I was gonna say the equivalent to like wine. If you're looking at like chocolates okay. and juice boxes, and then there was a picture of Lady Rainicorn on the wall, and I was like, this is like Jake and Ladies like getaway spot from when Finn's inside and oh. they go over to this little like love nook on the little, exterior of the treehouse. And I was like, oh night. shoot, I've never picked up on That's so classic that. when you have like roommates and you have like, this is the spot where y'all like go like date, watch a movie or whatever. And, like isn't the main living room. I feel like every house I've ever, always lived in, or maybe sometimes it is the main living room and it's like, oh, so-and-so's on a date night like, just go to your room. Like, we yeah. let them do their thing. Yeah, whatever. but Jake doesn't even have a room because they share a room and Jake just sleeps in the little drawer. That's such a big treehouse, though. Does he really sleep in the drawer? Yeah, he oh. just pulls out the drawer and has like a little pillow and blanket in the drawer. Okay, that's cute. Um, which is, yeah, it's a cute little like, you know, human and dog thing. But Well, well did you ever sneak away and uh, have some some wine in a treehouse when you were a little kid? juice boxes <laughs> and chocolates. No, I was never that bad oh, to drink God. juice boxes with a girl. Ah, no. They were hanging out on the tr the trampoline in the backyard. That was such a vibe. But I didn't have like a treehouse. <laughs> I did, but did you? I didn't use my treehouse. Like I had a place, playground. Yeah, play, play I, I had thing. a treehouse that we built when I was young. Like an actual treehouse? Mm -hmm. Like an actual. Now, it was, we did have it on stilts. My dad and granddad are like, they were big into carpentry and stuff like that. So like we built, and it was, I would say the the floor of it had to at least been eight feet off the ground. And then kind of where it sloped in the back, it was probably a 10 foot drop. Whoa. Um, and it Man. was like a big, it was probably, you know, like a uh, 10 by 10 single room with a tree kind of like on the side. Yeah. And we, I mean, yeah, I played in that a lot and they had a little deck on the front and you could like throw things off the deck and had a little fireman's pole we built into it. So, man, that's so cool. So, was it like, what's that baseball movie? I, of course, I'm the Sandlot. Like, Sandlot. Was it like a Sandlot? Yeah. It was like a Sandlot one that wasn't quite man, as high. I'm super jealous. Say. I'm super jealous of that. That's sick. Yeah. So, it was, I'm, I'm all about tree houses. It was really cool. I think the only thing that was, not great was it was just we lived in georgia so it was always like 20 degrees hotter in the treehouse in the yeah, summer probably not the best idea to just be hanging out inside that wooden box no yeah. <laughs> just a plywood box well if it was spongebob we'd be in a cardboard box is what we would be talking about just yeah. <laughs> posting up i mean i love that episode when they just toss the Toss the giant screen TV, TV out to play in the box. Yeah, was just like, uh, you not using? Y'all aren't going to use that. <laughs> Imagination that. is better than TV, man. I guess so, uh, man. Did you notice how awesome? Like talking about their house, like, like one, their house is incredible. There's crap everywhere. The fact that they have two cosmic gauntlets and one's bigger than the other is pretty cool. There's no way they could carry that thing though. Uh, but Finn is amazing at bouldering. Like his skills, <laughs> he climbs at, up the side like of the he's walls. Like Spider Man, like he is so good at bouldering. I don't know why that stuck out to me, but I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, for drawing him really lanky, they do show Finn's like strength, like the fact that he's like yeah. fighting these monsters. He's able to choke out a uh, grass grass ogre mm -hmm. in the last episode. Like, yeah, and that thing was not weak. Was not by weak. Any, by so we got we got Finn having some like obscure 12-year-old human strength here, too. Yeah. 
Is there anything else about the treehouse that you wanted to point out? Well, I just I think that it's great you pointed out it's almost like their loot house that all the adventures they go on, they've got mm -hmm. missiles and cosmic gauntlets and swords and it's just like the ultimate there's, yeah, there's know? like no banking system in Ooh, I guess, or they haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, the, the king of Ooh comes up later, and I think he tries to be like, he tries to make Ooh very boring and centralized and have like a banking system. <laughs> boring, like lack of imagination like Jake was. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. King of, king of Ooh is a crazy, weird character, but... It's like way more in wanting to set up a government how governments actually are, not oh, just like, you know, random kingdoms with princesses and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Man, did you notice what was the worst part about this episode? Ooh, I mean, you? I would say the worst part would have to have been when they were like fighting the big invisible god or a gol. What do they call it? A golem or a. Troll, a big invisible the troll. troll. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like that one? No, I mean, it was just kind of like, I wish we'd gone more on that because mm -hmm. that was, that seemed like the ultimate like antagonist of the episode. Yeah. And we didn't really go, but besides Probably like Jake was. spirals yeah. around and then Finn just hits the switch. I guess the, the climax of the episode is the flipping the switch and then having to deal with the ramifications of Jake being lame all of a sudden and, and not having his imagination anymore and then Finn having to use his own. Would you but, say that what you're saying is anticlimactic? Or? No, I liked I mean, I liked it. I thought it was just like, a, oh, this is, they flip the switch and it's over and then it's like, boom, one final plot twist sort of a thing. And then Jake was funny. I mean, when he was doing like that normal, normal guy voice and playing a single note on the viola. On the viola. Like, definitely playing, I was like, is he playing the brown note? We're we playing the brown note right now. Is that, is that what's <laughs> happening? Um, no, I, I thought that was actually a, a pretty cool moment. Um, but he does, Jake does imagine, I think it's in that same area, Jake imagines the worst thing ever. He imagines his mom naked. His mom naked. <laughs> and I was going to ask if you could imagine anything worse than that. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm probably so. Oh, uh, like, you're imagining. Not, no, don't even like that. I, I thought about asking that question. I was like, let's just not uh, go down this road of like, what's road. the worst thing you could possibly imagine, Russell? Uh, let's not, let's, this is a uh, trying to attempt to be PG podcast. So no, what? No, this isn't, we, we have no official rating for this podcast. There's no, no, no money is coming in, tying us down, making us be any sort of rating. The only thing that's keeping us from Cursing more often is just that we don't really curse that often. Respect. Um, but also, I, don't, I think it's silly. That I'm trying not to filter anymore. I'm tired of that. <laughs> boring. I'm not it's boring. Trying to filter. It's it's. Uh, Come on, I'm trying Quit not being to be a dad. Disrespectful. Quit being a dad. Not trying to be disrespectful. Someone's holding your back. No. Who's holding your back? Is it no. yourself? Is it's it your, probably your imagination? Well, I want to hit you with a couple of facts. Just, I mean, this one didn't have too many like crazy facts in this episode, but we're going to get some uh, Nettie's factoids in here. Lay it on me. So one of them uh, was that... Nettie's factoids. Oh, hit me with the second, third soundbite of Nettie's no, factoids. <laughs> Although uh, Finn was going to say he was going to go slay a horde of goblins, we do realize later that there's like a goblin kingdom and in an uh, episode called The Silent King. And the goblins are actually friendly, except for like one of them. His name's Zergiok, but he's evil. So I was like, that, that's kind of weird. This Finn wants to go slay a horde of goblins that are good guys. 
Hmm. Um, also, if you didn't catch it, but uh, the Riddle Master was a nod to a Sphinx, that a Sphinx asks you riddles and it can basically kill anyone that answers the riddle incorrectly. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that was like a, a nod to so that. So like the Monty Python guy, is that what that is? Yeah, well, that was kind of, I'm sure there's like the trolls of the bridges and stuff like that, but I think it was like a creature that can kill you if you can't answer the, the riddle correctly. It's directly a sphinx and then like the whatever bridge goblins are like, you can't cross the bridge unless you answer my riddle. It's not, I'm going to kill oh, you. Oh, gotcha. You know. Yeah. Well, in that, ep- in Monty, Monty Python, Python he throws Grail, him off, definitely the, does throw him off. off yeah. the ledge. Yeah. So maybe that was a nod to a sphinx too, but um, that's really all my facts. Um, you know, the other one was that uh, Wildberry Princess was on the, the juice boxes. Yeah. Which we, we touched. Yeah, we yeah, touched on bit. that too. So <laughs> not a lot of facts on this episode. No, it does man. sound like they, uh, I think they just like let Penn Ward run with his own imagination on yeah. this episode and not, didn't have to throw in 700 cultural references, you know? Yeah, it was, I, I just thought it was a fun, fun, different adventure. An adventure without even having to go anywhere, you know? Yeah, and it's and, fun to see, it might be the first episode where we just sit in the treehouse the whole time. Yeah, so we got and, to see the layout. And we got to see what all they they do in their downtime when they're not adventuring. Yeah, I'm glad you liked this one because there's definitely a handful of episodes coming up like in later seasons that the premise is it's kind of like this is either an episode where it doesn't have a lot of characters. We're really going to hyper-focus on one character and do a micro-adventure or a what's going on when we're not adventuring. Like, Who are we playing games? Like, yeah. And I think one of my favorite episodes, if I haven't already said it on the podcast, is Card Wars, where they just play a Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh style game in the house. Yeah, and I'm I, excited I for that I love one. that episode, you know? And so I, so I love that you love the simplistic kind of... Yeah, you need it. You, yeah. you can't be an adventure every time. One of my biggest complaints about like, like, even like One Piece is so long, but I feel like so often you're in the middle of a conflict and I need to not have conflict every episode. Like yeah. my issue with this second season of Outer Banks, I'm only like four episodes in, but it's just action immediately and you're not living in Outer Banks anymore. Like that was what was so great about the first season to me was you lived in this world and that's what, um, what is the uh, Halloween time one on Netflix? Stranger Things. Oh yeah, is. yeah. Wow. Uh, Stranger Things does so well is that you live in that cool 80s world for the first two episodes of the season yeah and where it's then, not necessarily it's character development yeah. and i think that's really important in a show is to yeah like that characters don't always have to be developed through conflict they can be developed through what's happening in your day-to-day and like what yeah. who are you when the world rains knives on you and you can't go do anything you know some of the best stories like i love when they can take a tale like uh, a great example is Wolverine's uh, solo movie, Old Man Wolverine. What is mm-hmm. what was that? It's Logan. Logan. Yeah. Because it was the world is not ending. Like uh, every movie has to be the highest stakes ever. Like movies that don't have the biggest stakes, that don't like Big Lebowski, which I just watched for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like that don't have the highest stakes in the world, but you can still create an incredibly compelling emotional movie. Like. There's just something really cool about that. So I, I don't need to have the biggest stakes in the world every single episode or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, eventually, it'd be nice if Adventure Time got there, and I'm sure it will. But it, Yeah, it wraps up pretty much with incredibly high stakes. Yeah, we don't need Gurren Logan throwing 
uh, galaxies at each other level of wrapping no. up. But uh, man, do you have any beef? Man, I would just say maybe my beef is with um, who you considered uh, maybe not most punchable of the episode, but the little bug man. Like, mm-hmm. get your butt off my face. Get your butt off my face and like, that crumpet or whatever <laughs> cracker that he has in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's just creepy. I'd, I'd punch that guy pretty mm-hmm. hard. I just, I wish they would have given Conversation Parade a chance. I, unironically, I want to see where BMO was going with that. Was that all it was? It was just like, let me pose a question and, and I will respond. Like, yeah, yeah, but it would all respond. I, I like that you bring that up because, like, if you think about it, that w- that is kind of like what the robots like programmed. If a robot's programmed to have a conversation with you, it's technically running algorithms in its head in the way it's programmed. And BMO is a specific video game console. Yeah. So the only, not the only way. Obviously, BMO is sentient to a degree. Um, but it's like, yeah, robot conversation is like. We played a game. Thank you for answering. That is a good answer. But then it's like power down or ba- batteries. <laughs> batteries low. I was so mad. I was like, plug them in. <laughs> like, save them. <laughs> save them. <laughs> Does he die? What happens? And I love it. One BMO pops out the uh, the joystick too. He's like, we're gonna play a game, and it's just a talking. <laughs> <game." laughs> they they were down for it though. They're like, yeah, BMO, let's do it. You know. Yeah, um, BMO, BMO's crazy, man. I'm gonna do, uh, do a not. Bad spoiler drop. Spoiler drop. But one thing that's just going to make you appreciate BMO is that there's a great episode that BMO goes on a solo adventure and BMO's batteries are about to die at the end of the night. And um, he just, like, I think he, like, lays... Oh, no, that was... It just pops his batteries out and, like, just falls on the ground. And then there's another one where BMO's a low battery and, like, lays two batteries on the ground, pops them out, and then falls backwards onto the batteries to like to get, to them, like back get in. them back to power. That's awesome. Just just good fun BMO facts that are just gonna get you amped for more BMO time. Do you have a lesson for me? Uh, we kind of touched on my lesson, but to to wrap it all up more uh, intricately, um, you gotta have an imagination to not suck. That's lesson number one. Lesson two, bazooka goblins are super easy to persuade. Ooh. You know, he was just like, don't you fire that bazooka the at bazooka, me. Zooka, he's like, goblins. Okay, I, I won't. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> most, oh, yeah. Easiest, were, easiest persuadable character. In the that was show. so great. Don't you like, fire What's happen? bazooka at me. <laughs> um, and then on the serious note, imagination's awesome. It's a shame that when we grow up, it tends to not be a muscle we flex as much. And it really seems to get like entrenched. In, we, we get entrenched in reality which is not necessarily a good thing. It can be. It's a good thing if you don't only live in imagination land, but we lose the capacity for our healthy imagination, which is, is spurs on great music, and great yeah. art and great movies and great freaking podcasts, you know? So that's why I was like, it's just imagination is a good thing. Flex the muscle. If you've got kids, go just, and they're annoying the crap out of you and you're watching the show, which is weird to not be watching the show with your kids when they're off playing imagination <laughs> zone but go play go play with go them go play man. with them yeah. i think i think you just i don't care if you're introverted or extroverted but there has got to be this weird wind of inspiration and like I, just good feels when you finish up not just cuz you played with your kids but you're like i just escaped reality for a little while you know well on that note let me get to my lesson yeah hit me uh 
Ned, don't be a turbo nerd. Don't be a turbo nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and get imagination. Get imagining. Imagination. Get imagining. Uh, and that goes out for everybody, especially everyone in control of this podcast at the moment. I just want to say one final thing before I wrap up. Um, the floor is lava, Ned. The, the floor, floor is lava. lava. Get off the, get off the floor, on, Michael. I'm off the chair. Are you okay? Are you good, Michael? Michael, are you, you Mike, good? Michael's dead. Michael's dead. Okay, anyways, we got to end this. The floor is lava. I don't know how we're going to escape this, but thank you so much for coming this week and <laughs> review review it. If we're still alive, like it'll help us in the future probably. Um, it'll be like a, a life raft in the future, I'm sure. Um, uh, you can find us on Instagram at NeverEndingAdventurePodcast. You can find us on TikTok at NeverEndingAdventureCast and Twitter. So I'm so nervous and I'm shaking a little bit. Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Don't go there unless you're hashtag not Ned. Uh, and the email is log at gmail.com. Send us everything and anything. And we want to have a, a traveler section on this podcast. So get to it. We want to have your babies. Uh, Ned, how can you be joking around? The floor is lava. I All got right, a great, see you guys. I got a great raft. Love that you guys. Don't listen to a word these boys just said. Oh, don't you do it. I know that they said they love you and wish you the greatest of adventures, but don't believe them for a second. I'm sure the podcast was hosted by Ned Pruitt and Russell Tyndall. It was probably even engineered by Michael Hitchcock, but don't take, just don't take my advice. Don't listen to them. You know, it's, it's just, it's just bollocks.